So Matt, when you think about Indianapolis, because you're now a resident, what comes to mind for you besides the Colts? When I think about Indianapolis, I think about the blood that runs through the veins of this city, which isn't just the Colts. It's sports, it's opportunity, it's a chance of people coming together, whether it's at the Indianapolis 500, whether it's at you know Eagle Creek State Park, people just love coming together. And that's why this is such a great community in Indianapolis. All right, uh, Matt Johnson, uh, he's running for uh, the first congressional seat <laughs> in... Uh... <laughs> And uh, uh, just outside of uh, Indianapolis. Uh, hey, welcome to uh, NFL Reckless Speculation. It's your good friend. It's your pal. It's your compadre. It's TC, everybody. How you doing? Joining me on the show, back in the saddle again after we had some guests the last couple of weeks is Mr. Uh, Matt Johnson, one of the lead editors over at uh, sportsnot.com. That's sports as in sports and not as in N-A-U-T. Not not, but not. Exactly. And the uh, Twitter is, uh, is, it, is it still uh, Matt J underscore sports? It is. Wow, very nice. So when I think of Indianapolis, I think of uh, myself as a little boy watching Rick Mears and A.J. Foyt going around the Indy 500. It's basically the one race a year that I will sit down and watch, or I'll try to watch most of it. For some, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of a childhood thing. It was always on ABC. I guess it's still on ABC. It wasn't on ABC this year. The Indianapolis 500, though, I believe is going to be run later this year. Is that correct? Coming up in August. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, it's usually uh, in May, but uh, we'll, we'll get it in August now. So the good news is uh, that uh, we're uh, getting it. So today on the big show, we're talking all about the Indianapolis Colts. We're, Colts, uh, not the Colts, but the uh, Colts. That's uh, my Minnesota accent uh, coming out there, uh, in case you didn't know. And the Vikings are on the schedule in week two, so there you go. Good test uh, for the uh, Vikings, perhaps in this case, more so uh, the Vikings than the Colts, because I think the Colts are a better team. But on today's show, uh, Matt and I will be going through the entire schedule for the Colts and making our fearless predictions on how they're going to do in 2020. So let's jump right in, Matt. At week one, Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, come on. If you wanted a good opening uh, day for the uh, for Philip Rivers and company, it has to be at Jacksonville, right? Other than Jacksonville being an indie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, basically this matchup is it's a hunter taking on a sleeping cat. It's it's easy. You don't have to worry about the Jaguars. It's it's a wrap. All right. I, I, I kind of agree there, too. It, it could be a little bit of a trap game. I don't know if there's such a thing as a trap game in week one, but if there ever was a trap game, it's against the Jaguars. So I got to say that, yeah, I, I agree that the Colts are going to win this game, but uh, they might. it might be kind of a, a comeback in the second half type of game, in, in my humble opinion, but we shall see. All right, the aforementioned Vikings, uh, week two as Indianapolis comes home and uh, plays their first game in front of, uh, or Phillip Rivers plays his first game, well, technically his first game, in front of uh, the Indianapolis faithful. Uh, what do you think in this game? Because the Vikings, uh, they're, uh, they could be down this year, they could be up. It's it's a hard team to predict. 
Yeah, you know, I feel like the Vikings, especially because this is going to be a pretty, I mean, obviously they have Kirk Cousins, but Dalvin Cook may be holding out. The defense is going to be really young and inexperienced. And the fact that this is going to be the Colts' home opener when, listen, fans are going to be starved for football. The second that Philip Rivers takes field, everyone's going to be excited. I'm, You know, I'm with you earlier. I think that this is a game that the Colts could take and start 2-0 to begin the year. Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I don't see the Vikings winning this game. I think the Colts are going to hold home court here. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think the Colts are just a better team overall than Minnesota, and so I'd, I'd, I'd make the Colts a five-point favorite in this one at least, maybe a six-point favorite, and two and zero, baby. We both we we agree with uh, we agree with the quick start so far for um, Philip Rivers and uh, company. Week three, they're home to the Jets. Now this schedule isn't so hard so far. Uh, this is looking pretty it's good. Not. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you know, the Jets, I, you know, I, I talk a lot about head coaches and the impact they have, and I am not a believer in Adam Gase. So, you know, <laughs> Sam Darnold might grow, but with Le'Veon Bell declining and Adam Gase still running everything there, I do not see them beating the Colts, especially at home in Indianapolis. Yeah, is this is this one's a trap? Is this a trap game again? <laughs> because they, they just kind of crappy teams coming in. Though the Jets could be improved this year, but yeah, Adam Gase is just a train wreck of a coach. He's he's yeah. the he's well at least Marvin Lewis made the playoffs. So Marvin Lewis had that going for him in Cincinnati. Adam Gase he can't even make the playoffs, and he still gets he still he still got a job. So yeah, yeah. I got I got to go with the I got to go with the Colts here again in a in a big win um when it comes to philip rivers as wide receivers who do you think uh is gonna have uh the biggest impact other than well the obvious guy in this case yeah you know i'm really really excited about michael pittman jr he kind of i mean honestly there could have been some consideration for him as a first round pick but they got him later and i think he's gonna step in as that into that number two receiver role this year and become a really dependent target for Philip Rivers because keep in mind, he's a great route runner. He knows how to get open. So when this team uses those play action passes, Pittman will be open. He'll catch the ball and he'll make plays. And I think with all the defense focused on T.Y. Hilton and accounting for Paris Campbell's speed deep, it's going to be all the opportunities that Michael Pittman Jr. could hope for and he will deliver, which is unusual because that's not what we usually see from rookie receivers. But I think he's going to be a difference maker this year. Yeah, I I really like Pittman. In fact, I think he was my favorite wide receiver um, in the draft, uh, even going into the draft. And so, yeah, it's uh, and uh, yeah, I I, I love uh, I love T. Y. Hilton as well. Uh, he's 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 a great 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 wide receiver. I, I know a lot of people have kind of, uh, and maybe it's you, have kind of crapped on Jack Doyle a little bit. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on Jack Doyle? You know, I think Jack Doyle is. It depends on what your expectations are for him. If you think he's going to be a Pro Bowl tight end, I think he's going to disappoint you. But I think he is a very – he's a complimentary piece. You, you probably need that number two tight end with him, which is something we've seen with the Colts. They had Eric Ebron. They just added Trey Burton. They like finding someone to use those two tight end sets. And I think we'll see that again this year. And, I mean, listen, Jack Doyle, he might not – put up outstanding numbers like you know 700 touchdowns and such but i still think what we're going to see is him having a productive season maybe 500 yards five touchdowns and he'll help move the chains for this offense and be a target in the red zone 
All right, it's a quick drive to Chicago in week four. What do you think? Um, is is that another win? <laughs> this is an easy schedule so far as I look through it. They got Cleveland and then Cincinnati coming up after the Bears. I'm just like, oh, my God, this team could be 6-0. and it, it seems like the Colts designed their own schedule because <laughs> it's just – yeah, I mean, listen, Chicago, okay, it's a little bit tougher to play on them on the road. Their defense will be really good, but – I'm not going to trust Nick Foles to, you know, make this team a playoff contender. I'm not going to trust Nick Foles to make the Bears a team that can realistically beat the Colts with how good Indianapolis' defense is, their running game, and with Phillip Rivers throwing the football. It's, yeah, this is this is going to be an undefeated start of the season for me with the Colts. Yeah, 4-0. I, I agree. I think they're going to go into Chicago and win in just a second. We're going to talk about the oh, – the, the the Ohio uh, teams um, uh, next uh, in week five the uh, the Colts are in Cleveland and then they host Cincinnati we'll get to those picks in just a second hey if you're digging on the show make sure you subscribe to the show in Stitcher or in Apple Podcasts that would be mighty mighty fine of you we'd appreciate it very much uh, also, uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, it's TC, everybody. And this is uh, the NFL Reckless Speculation Podcast, uh, chatting with Matt Johnson. You can follow him on the Twitter at MattJ underscore sports. And we're talking all about the Indianapolis Colts. And in week five against Cleveland, I said they were going to start 6-0. and I lied. This is their first loss of the season. They're going to go into Cleveland and lose. Now, I don't think much of Cleveland. Everybody's always on the Cleveland bandwagon, and they always suck, unfortunately. But this is uh, this is one of those games where the Colts, they need a loss to prove their mettle, in my humble opinion, and this is a good loss because it's going to be like, we should have beat Cleveland, and they, and, and they go into Cleveland and lose. That's my prediction. What do you think? Yeah, you know, and I am I am on the Cleveland bandwagon this year, which it's probably going to crash and derail. I'm going to fall and break my legs, but I'm just I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> and yet, even with that, I still hesitate on this game because you know Baker Mayfield he makes a lot of mistakes. The offense has a lot of room to improve, but being in Cleveland and you know four straight wins, but then listen, all good teams stumble, so I think this is a game. We are in lockstep where Cleveland will take it. And for Indianapolis, Frank Reich, it will be a learning moment for them before they head on to Cincinnati. You know what I forgot? I forgot that Xavier Rhodes is now in Indianapolis. So I, 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 I may change some of these picks because as a, as a pseudo-Viking fan, I saw how terrible that guy was the last couple of years. So, but yeah, anyways. All right, week six in uh, back, back home against Cincinnati. Forget about it. That's a win. They're five yeah. and one in my humble opinion. There, so yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. Week seven is the bye, so they've come off that brutal schedule so far, and they're <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, we need to recover here. And then they, it gets even harder because they go to Detroit. <laughs> just they have it so rough. Just it's it's unfair. It really is. You know what they got kind of in some ways, especially if you get a quarterback going down like Big Ben went down last year. And I don't know if there's a good quarterback in this uh, field other than maybe Matthew Stafford, but he's hardly Ben Roethlisberger. 
They've got kind of a they've got kind of a San Francisco 49ers schedule in the first half of the season. It's very very easy. So Absolutely. they could they could be uh they could be a Super Bowl team this year based off of uh you know, and you get off to a good start and it builds that confidence, man. It just it, it just starts to roll. The it's, locker room gels, everyone just you know, everything is clicking on offense, the defense is hitting harder, they're making more plays. I mean, listen, if you come out of week eight with you know, only one loss, you are feeling outstanding. It's hard to win in the NFL on the road unless you're a really great team while the coats the coat the coats my god i keep calling them the coats the coats man yeah you know uh the colts are a good team i don't know if they're a great team i guess we're gonna find that out and uh yeah but so anyways all right so i've got them seven and one did you have them seven and one or do you still have them you have maiden i'm sorry six and one do you have them uh seven and oh or we're on the board with six and one Okay. Okay. So, okay. We agreed on Cleveland, right? So, right. Okay. All right. So week nine, uh, here's their first test in some ways. Uh, we'll see if Baltimore was a pop-up team last year, or if they are indeed for real as they get, uh, Baltimore at home on in, uh, what is this? Uh, November 8th. What do you yeah. think? Well, one thing that's going to make this game so exciting is, first of all, the rivalry. Because obviously the Colts left Baltimore, yeah. and there is no love lost between these two organizations, the fan bases. So having that game in Indianapolis, the environment is going to be incredible. And this is a testing ground for the Colts, but I got to say, I don't think they will handle it very well. Baltimore's defense is, I think, going to be one of the best in the NFL this year. Their, deep, their secondary is incredible. They can get after the pass, passer, and their linebackers are great too. So I just think even if their offense isn't as historically dominant as we saw this past season, with the improvements they made on defense, I think Baltimore will roll through Indianapolis and smush down the Colts. Mm, interesting. I'm going to disagree with you. I, I say that um, what happened last year is not going to happen this year, and I think Baltimore will have a down season. I don't know if Lamar Jackson will have a down season because, I mean, he was just lights out. He was fantastic last year in the regular season, but I don't know. I, I still think it's hard to win on the road, and I'm not sure what game Baltimore's coming off of here, if they're coming off a bye or if they're coming off a short week or anything. I don't know that at this point. But I'm I'm going indie in this game. I'm, I'm making them 8-1 at this point during the snow it'd be seven and one at this point damn bye weeks they always screw with me a little bit so that's my pick on it uh week 10 is at tennessee against mike vrabel and the titans what do you think there yeah you know this is going to be i'm going to give them back-to-back -back losses in part because listen whether they win or lose against baltimore that is going to be a physical physical game and right after that ends, they have a short week. They have to fly to Tennessee for a Thursday night football game against a team that we know Derrick Henry loves to just run over people. That's a physical defense. And I think with all of that working against them, a road game against a divisional opponent, and after just facing Baltimore Ravens, I think that's back-to-back -back losses for Indianapolis. I'm going to agree on the uh, loss here against the Titans, though, to Indy's credit, by this point in the season, they've probably only logged about 62 miles in travel because pretty much, I mean, other than Jacksonville, pretty much everything is just a, a puddle jumper away from them. So this is, 
this is a this is a great schedule for um and it continues because the, the following week they've got the Packers at home, which you know they're not on the road by any means there. So this is dude, let, let's let's fast forward. Oh, okay, so they go to Houston, so that's a little bit of a flight uh, to Las Vegas. That's definitely a flight, and then to Pittsburgh. That's a really short flight. So they've their schedule uh, this year is 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 really beneficial to them. They're not uh, they're not having to fly out to the you know the the NFC West teams or the AFC West teams. So this is uh, fortuitous. They get the uh, they get the Bears and the uh, Packers, which are kind of right in their neighborhood. Absolutely. Well, and I guess they're home to the Packers, but they're uh, on the road in Detroit. So week 11 against the Packers. What do you think? Aaron Rodgers, all he does is win, 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 except when he doesn't. Yeah, you know, I think the Packers will be a playoff team this year, but I think – the Colts aren't going to lose three straight. I think the Colts defense steps up in this game. They cause a turnover late in the fourth quarter. Phil Rivers goes down the field, puts the game away, and the Colts come out of this one with a very important win. And a win that, you know, after losing to two potential playoff teams, they feel like, okay, we are back on track. We've got our mojo. We can keep moving forward as we get ready for a postseason run. All right. When we get back, we'll uh, – yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're going to win this game against the Packers. I, I just don't see uh, the Colts losing to the Packers at home. When we get back, I want to talk about a disrespect that the NFL has shown the Colts in 2020, and then we'll round out the rest of our picks. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Uh, it's TC hanging out with Mr. Matt Johnson. You can find him on the Twitter. It's uh, Matt J underscore sports. And if you want to learn more about me, you can um, search me out on the Google. You can just type in uh, Senator um, Matt Johnson because that's what's in Matt's go. future uh, at some point. I will be his doppelganger, not really. And uh, after he wins his congressional seat in the first district of uh, of uh, Indiana, he'll uh, move on to a senator role, and you'll never work in the private sector again and be a useless member of society like every politician. But I digress. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that. Hey, if you take it on the show, make sure you subscribe to the show. That's all I ask. Just subscribe on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts or on the uh, on Stitcher, which uh, is a very cool platform as well. So as I look through the schedule here, Matt, I see no primetime games other than the obligatory Thursday night game. What kind of new disrespect... Have they shown a team that had what uh, that it went out and uh, made a big trade this off season for uh, what was it, DeForest Buckner? Yeah, that his name. And then they signed Philip Rivers. I mean, come on, why no primetime games? I mean, now granted, their schedule sucks. I mean, their schedule is is very, you know, nice uh, to. Um, yeah, I can't talk. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know I. <laughs> That was one of the frustrating things when the NFL schedule came out because you saw the Jets get primetime games. You saw the Patriots, who no longer have Tom Brady, get like five primetime games. But the Colts were actually going to be a very good team this year. Okay, you get an obligate, you get the necessary because we have to give it to you Thursday night football game. But other than that, we don't want to see you play on national television. And it's just like, I mean, you look at the schedule, the early half isn't 
appealing for the national fan base. But Baltimore against Indianapolis, which whether it's ESPN or NBC, they can talk about the rivalry. They can talk about the history of those two teams. And you have Lamar Jackson versus Colts defense, Philip Rivers, Frank Reich. It's the perfect opportunity for a national televised game. So I think that they kind of messed up there. I mean, even the Green Bay game, I think, could have been a primetime game. And if you wanted to go later in the year, I mean, look, week 15, Houston Texans. That could be a game for the division, but it's not going to be on prime time for whatever reason because the NFL doesn't seem to be looking out for the Colts and what could be compelling television. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, let's get back to the schedule. We're up to week 12 against uh, Tennessee, their home. What do you think? You said that was a loss against uh, Tennessee in Tennessee in Nashville. Uh, what do you think about the game in Indy? Yeah, I think this time around, you know, they'll have, I mean, this is nice for them. They'll have the full week to actually prepare for the Titans, and it will be at home. So I think in this revenge game, they will get the win against the Titans. They'll be able to stop Derrick Henry, Forrest Buckner. We'll just keep stuffing them with the line of scrimmage, and this team will roll to a victory. And it will be crucial in that division, which is up for grabs this year. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you on that pick. Uh, week 13 at the Houston Texans. That was a tough place to play. Deshaun Watson, a great quarterback. I got to say that's a loss. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a loss as well. I think just Deshaun Watson, he can make incredible plays in clutch moments. I mean, we've seen him throw touchdown passes when he's getting kicked in the eye. We've seen him evade sacks like we've never seen before. It's just doing that all at home. I think this is one that Houston will win. And it'll make that divisional battle that much tougher for Indianapolis, and it'll make the final stretch of games even more crucial. I got a theoretical question for you. You're starting a new NFL franchise, and you can choose your head coach. Who do you pick, Adam Gase or Bill O'Brien? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why I'm going to pick Adam Gase. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> is because I don't know what it is about Bill O'Brien, but he seemingly finds a way to obtain more power every year. Eventually, he might have, he might replace me as the owner itself. Yeah, so, yeah, at least Adam Gase, I know he can be his power can be limited to just the head coach role. I think he's being groomed for the commissionership, actually. So within the next five years, Bill O'Brien will be the commissioner, and then he'll trade away the NFL to um, I, I I don't know I'm thinking of like some uh, trying to think of some sport that really doesn't matter anymore I guess uh, boxing I guess really doesn't matter it's uh, baseball and and uh, and uh, what is it uh, horse racing and uh, boxing yeah. used to be the big sports in America and now it's now they don't exist anymore so there it is there you go all right uh, week 14 at the Raiders come on come on it's the Raiders so they do have to travel. Quite a ways to get there. Yeah, you know, it's it'll be a travel game, but I mean, in some ways, I don't I don't know how much of a road game it'll be. I mean, listen, you'll have Colts yes. fans that'll go to Vegas. Indeed. That's a trip for them. Yeah. So I think you know, I think this is one the Colts can take. I agree. I agree with you there. Uh, week fifteen, uh, once again against the Houston Texans, they seem to have staggered these um, these games pretty closely with the Titans. And the Texans, this time they're at home against the Texans. Can they win this time? 
Or will Bill <laughs> O'Brien use his Bill Belichick skills to create another victory and become the owner of the uh, Indianapolis Colts? That could happen, but I'm going to say that I think the Colts will take this one. I don't think the Texans are a good enough team to win both games in the series because I think you need to be a really dominant team to go undefeated in the division or to take both games against the top divisional opponents. So I think Texans drop this one, Colts take it, and it could be just the one they need to take the division. The only cold weather game on the schedule this year is in Pittsburgh in week week 16, just after Christmas on the 27th. Big Ben, will he be still uh, that tall tree and uh, will he still have the... um, the locks and the salad going along with the beard. Who knows? But hopefully. I got to say that I don't know. I love Tomlin. I love Roethlisberger. I just think they can get it done. And and to me, I think the Steelers are the Super Bowl team in the AFC this year. I know most people will make fun of me for that choice, and I'll probably be wrong, but usually I'm right, so there's that. Uh, but when I when – I, make specific picks it's really hard I realize that I'm going out on a limb here so I gotta say that's probably a loss unless it doesn't mean too much to the Steelers but in week 16 it probably will so I think that's another loss for the Colts unfortunately yeah I tend to agree I think I don't think the Colts are going to be a 13 or 12 win team I think they settle in that 11 win range and I think you know traveling to Pittsburgh and you mentioned this is going to be really the only cold weather game they play in unless you know, the playoffs come, they get a bad spot. But, you know, the cold weather game environment that they're not familiar with, which, you know, they might get used to cold weather living in Indianapolis, which I'll have to get used to. But I think just that environment being on the road and against, listen, while I might not think the Steelers are a Super Bowl team right now, I think they are a legitimate contender. And I think this is a game that Pittsburgh wins and Indianapolis comes out of saying, you know what, all right, these are the improvements we need to make with week 17 coming up before we jump into the playoffs. So at this point, I have the Colts at 11-4. and four. And while they could be competing for a home field advantage type of situation here, I say they're going to rest Phillip Rivers in week 17 no matter what. They'll take the loss. They'll go into the wild card round. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the wild card round. Yeah. They'll host a wild card game. They'll take the loss and finish 11-5. and five. And yes, Jacksonville will win this game, but not by choice, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, because so into Week 17, I will have the Colts coming in at 10-5, and five, where it'll be just enough. So, you know, they'll have the division sealed up. But, hey, they're only, you know, a game out from that number two seed, which, you know, the difference in that is playing the number seven seed versus playing a much better opponent. So I think the Colts will go for it this week. And since, let's be real, the Jaguars' focus is probably Trevor Lawrence. So if they lose this game, oh, that's an unfortunate incident and accident. Whoopsie. So I think the Colts will win this one to finish 11-5, and five, firmly win the division, and then moving forward, hey, one last one before we head into the postseason and we'll see where this team can go. How far do you think they'll go? Obviously, I think that Pittsburgh is going to the Super Bowl, so they're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Can they make it to the AFC Championship game, and will Phillip Rivers deliver uh, some playoffs wins in Indianapolis, which is something he didn't seemingly wasn't seemingly able to do in San Diego? 
Yeah, I think I think we'll see the Colts win in the wild card round. Then they'll go to the divisional round, face Baltimore at home, Kansas City in Kansas City, or even Pittsburgh. And that's where their run will end because, listen, Phillip Rivers is in a better system. He's got a great offensive line. But if we've learned one thing from watching him over the years, in that final drive, in the biggest moment, he's going to throw an interception. It's just time is a repeat of history, and that's what Philip Rivers' history is. He just He's going to throw an interception. That's how the Colts season will end. Yeah, it's 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 the old analogy um, where you see the um, you see the beautiful woman and or the beautiful man, um, not to be uh, sexist, um, the the beautiful man or the beautiful woman, and uh, there's a, there's a caption that says somewhere uh, some guy or some woman in, in this case uh, is sick of uh, his or her shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of like Philip Rivers. That's kind of like Xavier Rhodes. Um, most of the time, when you acquire someone in free agency, or or even even uh, via trade, a lot of the times, someone is tired of their crap and is just kind of put and just is is done with it. So this will be, I guess, this will be the year where Philip Rivers can prove whether he's. Uh, where it was just not the right situation in San Diego because he's pretty much only got one shot left, right? Yeah. yeah. And this really, you know, if we're talking about legacy, Philip Rivers has a chance to define his Hall of Fame legacy. If the Colts go on a deep playoff run, great. If they don't, it's clear he's just not a guy who'd come through in the clutch, and that will be remembered when it's time for voters to decide whether or not he is headed to Canton, Ohio. What, what's the one move going into the season or during the season that you think would benefit the Colts the most, whether it's addition by subtraction or making a trade like they did for DeForest Buckner? Is there is there another position that they really could use that it's like, okay, we're off to a great start. We've got an easy schedule in some ways. We're gaining confidence. Let's go ahead and trade some future capital or a young player for someone that can make an impact for us right now? Is there is there a position that you're like, this is where they really need that person? I would really like them to add a cornerback. I think that's the one thing where in the NFL, especially in the playoffs, you need a guy who can match up against the opposing team's number one receiver. And right now the Colts don't have that, which, you know, listen, if you're face, facing Tyree Kill, if you're facing Marquise Brown, if you're facing Juju Smith-Schuster, you need that guy. So I think that's the one thing where as the Colts move forward, they have to try and figure out, is there a way we can get that shutdown corner into our secondary? You know who they're not facing this year? <laughs> Who's that? DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were, they were quite happy when that trade went down. All right. So I think it's going to be a good year for the Colts. They're not going to win the Super Bowl, but uh, yeah, they're they're going to they're going to have a good year and hopefully it's a building block for the Colts for 2021 and Philip Rivers knows the system a little more and uh, they can bada bing bada boom bada bam bring home a Super Bowl title to uh, Indianapolis in 2021. So last question, Matt. Very important. Have you had an Italian big beef yet? And that sounds kind of dirty, but you know. <laughs> I have not. Oh, but for man. 
But fortunately, I can say it was just announced Indiana is opening up to stage four. So restaurants are going to be even more opened up. Beautiful. So it's time. I, I, the Italian Big Beef is a is a product of Portillo's out of Chicago. There's uh, several port. Well, there's one Portillo's down here in the Phoenix area, and I know there's a couple, maybe three, in the Indianapolis area, and they have something called the Italian Big Beef. You want it wet. You want it dipped fully. Get it dipped because that gravy. It's you know that that very thin kind of gravy. It's not like uh, a gravy gravy when you'd sit down for a turkey dinner, or it's not an Italian gravy that you'd put over your uh, you put over your noodles. It's 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 a very um, it's a juice more than a gravy. But make sure uh, make sure you're fully dipped and uh, get the Italian big beef and uh, and then once you uh, once you come to after you've passed out from the pleasure of it, uh, let me know, buddy boy. Most definitely. All right. Uh, big show in the book. It's TC, everybody, for Mr. Matt Johnson. It is NFL Reckless Speculation, and I'll see you in the emergency room.